This is Dr. Edward Gaber. This segment is on thyroid disease. It is important that your doctor feel your thyroid gland. The gland is in the middle of your neck in front, below your Adam's apple and above the breastbone. He may ask you to swallow as some thyroid nodules may hide under the sternal bone. He'll feel for an enlarged thyroid, for thyroid nodules and for thyroid tenderness. It is important to do this if you have a family history of thyroid cancer or history of x-ray treatments of the head and neck as a child or x-rays for an enlarged thymus gland as an infant. If he feels the thyroid is tender, you may have subacute thyroiditis, which is often resolved with the help of aspirin and resolved spontaneously. It may be accompanied by fever, a high sed rate or thyroglobulin level. And it often occurs after delivery of a baby. Subsequent hypothyroidism can occur after thyroiditis or subacute thyroiditis. In my office, I check thyroid tests every two years to look for hyper or hypothyroidism, which is not uncommon and can cause at times very few symptoms. The blood tests usually done are the T3, T4, and TSH. The free T4 is more accurate, and the free T4 by direct dialysis, though more expensive, is the most accurate. The usual T4 can be low from testosterone or liver disease, and high from pregnancy birth control pills or postmenopausal estrogens. The T3 can be low with increased estrogens or taking birth control pills. The TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone, comes from the base of the brain from the pituitary gland and is supposed to go up if your thyroid is low, but is often normal with chronic illness, especially chronic lung disease. The TSH is often high from other conditions other than a low thyroid. But a very low TSH is probably the best test to know you have hyperthyroidism. The TSI, or thyroid stimulating immunoglobulin, or the TRAB level, is high with Graves' disease, which manifests with fast heart beating, some bulging of the eyes, sweating, clubbing of the nails, mixed edema or edema of the front of the tibia called pretibial mixed edema, lid lag, and hair loss, and the classic Symptoms of hyperthyroid include emotional ability and palpitations, sweating and heat intolerance, tremors, and not necessarily weight loss. The symptoms of low thyroid include fatigue, dry skin, constipation, slow thinking and slow speaking, hoarseness, and enlargement of the tongue. Tingling of the hands can occur, 
because of carpal tunnel syndrome and menstrual irregularities and hair loss also can occur. The extreme of hyperthyroidism is called thyroid storm with extremely high heart rates, altered mental status, and increased temperature. You can also see apathetic hyperthyroidism in the elderly. When their thyroid gets high, they get extreme fatigue and depression and often atrial fibrillation or heart failure. Some people have T3 thyrotoxicosis. The T4 is normal, but the total three T3 test is high. The free T3 is not recommended because of inaccuracy of available assays. If your doctor feels an enlarged woody thyroid, it's probably Hashimoto's thyroiditis. This condition is actually the most common cause of low thyroid, but it can rarely cause hyperthyroidism. It is caused by T-killer lymphocytes infiltrating the thyroid. The diagnosis of Hashimoto's is made by a blood test called the thyroid microsomal antibody or the thyroid peroxidase antibody, TPO test, but is also diagnosed by ultrasound. A doctor may also feel thyroid nodules. The, uh, these are mostly painless lumps in the thyroid. The thyroid ultrasound may decide if these nodules are benign or malignant. The size and character of the nodule on ultrasound can help. If the nodule margins are irregular, or if there's calcifications in the nodule, or if it's increasing in size, we're more worried about that nodule. A single nodule, especially in a man, is more worrisome than multiple nodules. 40% of people actually have thyroid nodules, 55% on autopsy studies. Some say 8 to 16% of nodules may be malignant, but most people say only 10% are malignant. If the nodule is less than one centimeter, if you're under 35, or less than 1.5 centimeters, if you're over 35, it's a good sign. The nodule over three centimeters is worrisome. Also, if there's enlargement of the nodule, looking at the ultrasound every three months, that's a good sign, it's benign. Many doctors also follow the ultrasound for up to four years and follow thyroglobulin levels, but these levels are subject to error if you have antithyroid and antithyroglobulin antibodies. The doctor may decide to send you for fine needle aspiration of the nodule. This is done mostly with ultrasound localization. It's nice to know that the second easiest cancer to cure completely is papillary or follicular fertile cell, thyroid cancer, even if it has metastasized or gone elsewhere in the body. You can just take a radioactive iodine drink for papillary or follicular cancers and wipe them out completely. The 10-year survival on these cancers are 90%. Medullary thyroid cancer, which is often hereditary and is 
about 3% of cancers are more difficult to deal with and have a 60% 10-year survival. The one real bad actor is the anaplastic thyroid cancer, where the one-year survival is less than 5%, but only 3% of thyroid cancers are anaplastic. A low TSH can indicate that you have an autonomous or hot nodule secreting lots of thyroid hormone, and this is a good sign that this thyroid nodule is benign. This is also called a toxic thyroid adenoma and it lights up with a hot focus on radioactive iodine scanning. Genetic testing of the thyroid tissue, if you have a fine needle aspiration, which comes back, quote, indeterminate, quote, can spare you from surgery. Also, active surveillance with close ultrasound monitoring of the low-risk papillary cancer has been used to avoid surgery. A JAMA article, Journal of American Medical Association article in May of 2019 showed that only 15% of people required surgery with 10-year close surveillance of the nodule for enlargement. If you are prescribed thyroid hormone for a low thyroid, take it one hour before breakfast and ideally with distilled water and not with other medications. The most common thyroid prescribed is levothyroxine, which is all T4. Your T4 blood test should be high normal on levothyroxine. And your TSH, ideally, should be around 2. Endocrinologists tell me that about 19% of people don't metabolize T4 to the active T3. And many people do better on armor thyroid or NP thyroid, which is one quarter T3 and three quarters T4. Do not take iodine or kelp supplements. You may make yourself hyper or hypothyroid with these supplements. It's unpredictable. Iodized salt should give you enough iodine. And the only people we worry about getting enough iodine are pregnant women, which is why prenatal vitamins contain iodine. In the years before iodized salt, there were goiters, very enlarged thyroid, with hypothyroidism around the Great Lakes area. If you want, ask your doctor to check your thyroid, your, your iodine level. In 1968, as a medical student, I presented a severely hypothyroid patient at Grand Rounds Bullpen at Charity Hospital in New Orleans. The man, was a the man was a cabbage farmer and was eating a head of cabbage every day. Cabbage can decrease the uptake of iodine by the thyroid and is a goitrogen. There are other foods called goitrogens which can do this, but only in excessive quantities. You can Google the list of goitrogens. Some medications also can cause hyperthyroidism. Amiodarone or cordarone, interferon, interleukin-2, lithium, a shot of iodinated contrast agent, an immune checkpoint inhibitor, and alentuzamide, which is used for chronic lymphocytic leukemia.
Also, rare tumors can cause hyperthyroidism. There's a tumor called Struma ovarii, which is an ovarian tumor with over 50% thyroid tissue. Also, choriocarcinoma as a result of a molar pregnancy or testicular tumors, both diagnosed with increased HCG levels, can cause hyperthyroidism. I hope this discussion helped you understand thyroid disorders.